Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today, as I always am, by my good friends, Gabriel Bringers. Hello. And Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up, guys? I really thought after last week you were going to introduce Robbie first, but yeah. I keep waiting. Yeah. Um, just, you're a Joe. Happening. Joe, it's not you your are turn. a true friend. So. <laughs> it's not your turn, Robbie. Apparently you got to wait, bro. Are we 33 episodes in That's now? right. Maybe on the 35th, if you're lucky. Not the 34th. I'm waiting. <laughs> the 35th. Hey, we have some people that are listening to this podcast that will actually hold you to that. So. I know. I know. They held us to some bets we made. Yeah, about I know. The, right? yeah, we're book trying go. to go scrub through some stuff. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. So, folks, we've got a good uh, episode of the podcast today. We've got one thing and one thing only to talk about, and that is the Made by Google event that took place uh, last uh, Tuesday up in New York City, and we were there. We, we got some hands-on time. We... Uh, we drank a lot of coffee, we ate some pizza, but but we also went to the event and we got yeah. some hands-on with, yeah. with all of the products. And we actually, this is the first time that we've gone to an event like this, specifically the Google event, where we covered uh, we covered all the products. Yeah, all of it, actually, this time. There wasn't anything that we did Every single thing, and even one they didn't announce, the Logitech. Yeah. There was yeah. one little room. Dang, that's we didn't right, go, we, we even didn't got go in, in the an one extra. Room. The, the one room, I think they were doing some night sight stuff. Yeah, like they did the astral, the astral photography which, thing. Which, I mean, we were just... I, honestly, I was ready to stay there and keep doing a couple more things, uh, but they started they telling started, us we had to leave. They started herding us out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was, as cool as it was, you know, we got to sit down with the product team, and then we, we ran into Matt Vokun and all that. That was great, but I would have loved to have just sat and had lunch. They had this professor up there who's also in charge of the camera team yeah so he's the, the guy pixel. that yeah, he's the lead for yeah. like the all the really like 
software crazy. Yeah, he's got like nineteen suffixes at the end of his name. Super smart, but just real down to earth. Just really great talk. If you didn't watch the live, go back and watch it. It's on Google's channel. It should still be on our site. Just listen to his talk. It was really cool. Probably the most quoted part of the keynote, though, uh, when yeah. he said yeah, that uh, wide-angle lenses are fun, but telephoto are more useful. Like everybody has picked up on that and. Which I think is which I think is funny. Which I think is funny. Yeah, that, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna take the first uh, half of the podcast and talk about um, uh, the most exciting product that was announced in our world, uh, which is yes. the Pixelbook Go. But in the second half of the podcast, we're gonna talk through some of the other products that were announced, including the Pixel Four <laughs> and Four XL. Caveat. If the Pixel Buds were available today, they would be more exciting to Robbie. Yep, those are those are my, and I'm not taking anything from the Pixelbook Go. No, not knew, at all. We knew not quite a bit all. going in what was going to be on offer there, and so I, I kind of already had some. The preconceived. Buds were just so excited because yeah, uh, and and they kept showing see, okay, them, and then they so, spent time talking about them, and I was so ex- again, we'll get to all of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll get Hang to that. But, but, before, but my only task here today is to see how quickly I can derail you and how many to times. The pixel buds. Let's go ahead and just talk about <laughs> I'm it. Joking, no, no, no. I'm no. So I do, I do want to talk about one thing briefly before we dig into the Pixelbook Go, um, and that is uh, what what you just kind of said. You were excited, and we were all excited about the Pixel Buds because they weren't leaked. Exactly. Okay. So we've talked on this podcast before about leak culture and about how Google leaked their phone. And I mean, we even got we ended up getting quite a few leaks of the Pixelbook Go before it, you know, before the before the event. So would you have been more excited having shown up there and not and you didn't know anything about the Pixelbook Go and and you just yes had to had, yeah were able to be surprised. Yeah. Um, even with um, the Pixel Slate and the Pixelbook both. Uh, leaks of them of what they looked like showed up like we and we dug up a lot of stuff and we knew a lot kind of about them but I've said this before and I think I said it in one of the posts that we we got out this week Um, you know a spec sheet and a list of features go so far even photos go so far in telling you how a device or thing feels and is going to behave but it's just a whole other thing to get your hands on it Um, and I think what what ruined the expectation and kind of just like excitement uh, around the Pixelbook Go was that nine to five leak that that came out. Where I mean, it's cool to see it, and we obviously got it out and got it shared as well around, you know, within minutes of of because Stephen that, Hall posting that. Because just, that that was the first we had seen the back of it, right? Yeah, that's the first yeah. time we'd really seen around the device at all. I mean, if you think about it, those mm-hmm. leaks that came prior, I mean, it was a partial bit of the screen here. And so we knew all of these things about it. And it was like, how is that going to really come together? Uh, it, but I will say, like, seeing it, and, and Google didn't spend a ton of time in the keynote on it. They, it's not like they tried to make it out like it was some um, brand new idea. Revolutionary. Yeah, like, they didn't yeah. do that at all, which is good because it's not. It's not that that. No, their, their whole take on this was who they were making it for not what they were making which is cool because then you look at the device on as a whole and it it really is a great device Mm -hmm. and it doesn't disappoint because google wasn't touting it as something right that it's not so yeah but to answer to fully answer your question like as i saw it in the keynote it was like cool here it is the biggest excitement was and again it was around the thing we didn't know going in i didn't know how much it was going to cost and so we right we talked about it and we sat here and kind of threw our bets in deciding where it was going to be. And we've said this for a while. I look back, there was an article that was, uh, I can't, I think I wrote it maybe, I don't know. It doesn't matter. 
one of us wrote an article a few months back about the affordability possibility of the Pixelbook, well, the Atlas at the time, because it was going to be rocking eighth gen chips. Like we just knew, like this is what it's going to be rocking. It's it's the same internals basically as the Pixel Slate, and so um, I think I did write that because I'm I'm thinking of some of the speculations I made at the mm-hmm. time of saying if that's the case, there's a good chance this thing becomes more affordable because ninth gen chips came out. Uh, Google said they weren't going to mess with those. Ice Lake, is that right, Gabe? Yes, so Ice Lake's gone. Google, or Google said, nah, we ain't messing with Ice Lake. But then we started finding all these Comet Lake, which then we figured out was 10th gen. So it's like, oh, crap. Now there are there are tons of Chromebooks coming this fall that are going to be rocking two generations newer processors. And so that kind of got the wheels turning in us talking about the affordability probability of Atlas of Pixelbook Go. And so uh, when they popped that 649 up there on the screen, there was that that feeling that I was waiting for of just like, oh, wow, new something exciting. Because even though we saw all this stuff with the Slate and the Pixelbook before we went to the event, there was no hands-on video. There wasn't anyone really handling the product. And so we knew we had these small pictures. And then to see it on stage, it was that excitement of like, get the event over with so we can go touch it you know and and, yeah. and and use it for a minute um it wasn't as visceral with the pixel what go because we'd already seen it on video um but you know using it again the 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 spec sheet the feature sheet does not do justice most times with most devices in really telling you hey here's how it feels to use this chromebook and i've got a lot of things to say about what yeah. I think will, <laughs> yeah, yeah, will yeah. be uh, uh, part of the experience with the Pixelbook Go. Yeah, but it's interesting, you know. I mean, I, I was, um, you know, there was rumors of the of the Pixel Buds, um, but to see them to see them pull that up on stage, I was like, oh man, like, yeah, and they spent so much time. Oh, and they look so good, and they like yeah. it was just it was like there was some excitement there that. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the other products officially getting announced and getting to see them is, is all good, but I don't know. It got me wondering about kind of leak culture and all of this, and I don't know that I have any like uh, ideas formed about it. I don't know. I I don't necessarily no. have a point in asking all of this, but it's just interesting. It's made me start thinking about like, man, what if we didn't have that hands-on video from Stephen Hall? Like, would we have right? Would yeah, we have I shown mean, up and been like, oh my gosh, look at the back of that thing? Like, what the heck? Right. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And you miss all that because you get all that information prior, and you just yeah. There's that grippy back we saw. You know, oh, cool. is it there gonna it be? Is, a, is there gonna be a third color? Like, is that so? The only real surprise in it was the price, and right. it was a great surprise. Don't get me wrong, uh, yeah. but yeah, the Pixel Buds were uh, interesting, super exciting, and so we'll obviously we'll get to talking about yeah. those here. In yeah, a we'll get too, to so that. Stay wanna, tuned. Yeah, stay I don't tuned. Get ahead of ourselves here. That's right. Stay tuned. So let's uh, let's kind of go through um, uh, the Pixelbook Go. Uh, obviously, like we were saying, this has been leaked uh, quite a bit, and and this is a device that we've been tracking for a very long time. Yeah, longer than any other Chromebook. We've yes. never we've never had eyes on this, and and they didn't divulge this to us, um, and they didn't say anything about it. We got to sit down with the the compute team, um, so a couple guys that uh, on that work on the hardware side and the software side, um, and just get to kind of ask them some questions. Obviously, most of the questions we asked they couldn't answer. <laughs> um, but we didn't get a firm no when we asked about a Pixel Book too. Uh, no, we got a and very, we actually very we asked quick. Matt Bocoon too. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the guys in the little meeting were just like, "Well, we won't. We can't speak about future things," which I knew they couldn't. But my Matt spidey Bo- sense was tingling when they said that. Oh yeah, I could tell. It was a very quick response. They wanted to. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to. <laughs> um, so I I don't discount the idea that there's a Pixel Book two coming. Yeah. Um, 
uh, hatch. Yeah, it'd be it. It would make a lot of sense for it to be one of the hatch variants. Mm-hmm. Now that there's you know seventy two of them, um, that one of those would be a Google it one. It could be Sarian, something off of Sarian, maybe. But yeah, it'd be a weird play though, because yeah, then that would mm-hmm. be a Whiskey Lake. So that's getting you back to an eighth gen uh, variant, because those yeah, Whiskey Lakes sure. are basically eighth gen variants. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it could go in multiple ways. But like as we as we spoke with them, you know, and and talked with them about why they chose to do some of the things that they did, you know, at it became very clear that in my mind anyway, that I think the length of time they've been developing this, my guess would be they had something in mind for what they were going to do with the pixel book go. And then maybe chose to kind of refine that a little bit, uh, when they released the slate, I, I think I, I just, there's no reason a device like this is as simple, straightforward, bare bones as this device is. I can't think of any logistical reason it took them this long to get it out. Uh, my guess is they didn't want to confuse the market or muddy it a little bit. Yeah, because you had Chrome Enterprise launched two months ago, a month mm-hmm. ago, two months ago. You had the Dell products, and now you have uh, a line of current products that fall under that umbrella. Right. But obviously, Chrome Enterprise is something that's been in the works for a while, so maybe they just didn't want to step on toes. and I, I don't know, but I saw yesterday or today they've already put out a pixelbook go is great for business video too oh, so. yeah and they said that they said they yeah, were gonna yeah, gear it yeah, towards enterprise gonna, also gonna, yeah they're gonna allow it to to move into that but I, I really feel like google's just trying their best to take on a consumer market you know i don't know a good word for this i was gonna say facade but that's not right but yeah, just, yeah. they're trying to be more consumer retail focused and i think just mm-hmm. you know last year would have been way too soon probably uh and it would yeah. it would have t- detracted from the slate and so yeah. it just made sense to wait because you know there was a lot of hardware yeah relatively right. speaking announced at this event so yeah, yeah. And, and we did heck we did a video and an article about this idea of google kind of i think did we talk about it a little bit last week on the podcast uh, google transitioning from like a nexus mindset to a yeah. pixel mindset did we actually yeah. speak about that so. on here yeah. Give a quick recap for new yeah, listeners. Just, just in general, you know, this idea that Nexus phones came along. They were Google's first venture into making hardware, and they partnered with Samsung and HTC and all these different companies in LG, order to LG, LG Nexus to produce five. four, four oh, and five. Actually, yeah. LG did four and five. LG's the LG Pixel or Nexus four was the first affordable. The one so, with a right. little rounded bump right in the middle. The black, the matte black one. Which one was that one? Is that five? The rounded bump. Yeah. Uh, that's 5X. 5X. Yeah. That's what um, I so they put the 5X a, and the 6P time. came out at the same time. Um, but yeah, Google partnered with these different companies. Yeah, that, that year they had LG made three phones. So they made the 4, the 5, and the 5X, but they also made the 6. The 6P was made by Huawei. Right. Uh, so that's Huawei's like big entrance into the U.S. I market. I missed my 6P. Not going to lie. 6P was fun. The yeah. visor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they were always weird phones. They were always trying to do something different. They were always trying to set the pace. They were trying to show developers and uh, other manufacturers what could possibly get done with a, a phone running a pure version of Android and some software, some hardware that was doing something different. And it it did that well. Like people always talk about how the Nexus phones didn't sell that well. That was never their point. No, like the intention no, no, wasn't no. like, oh, we're going to make a Nexus phone and make millions of dollars. Like that just wasn't the case. And so, you know, Google did that for a long time, and then they transitioned over to Pixel. You know, just kind of out of nowhere. Um, 
that first Google hardware event, they introduced Pixel alongside Google Assistant. All those things were new. And all of a sudden, we saw Google saying, hey, we're going to put on our big boy pants and be a hardware company. And, um, you know, it's been a rough go for them for, for the first few years of trying to figure out what it actually means to be a hardware company. Because the Nexus phones weren't that. Nope. The Nexus phones were them going to Samsung and being like, hey, can we make this? And Samsung going... Uh, we got some of these parts and we can add it with that part and some of our blah, 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 and we'll make this. How about that? And I'm going, that'll, that'll work. As long as we have access early enough to the hardware that we can write our software to work on it perfectly, that's that's all we want. Uh, that is not being a hardware company that deals end-to-end with designing and manufacturing and packaging and shipment and all those things that the you know big guys like Samsung and Apple have been doing for a long, long right. time and have figured out supply chain and all that crap that goes along with being a manufacturer. So that's why Google has struggled. And I think is probably for this, this is the first year I felt their keynote felt cohesive because it feels like, hey, here's, wh- here's where we fall as a hardware maker. We're not trying to be everybody else. Like here's, here's what we're going to do. This whole idea of a helpful, a helpful hardware, you know, this helpful assistant. And it's not just this blind attempt to make all of their hardware use the assistant. It really does feel like, Hey, this is what we, we want our hardware to be helpful in some way, shape or form to just kind of be something that does good things for you. And and that's it. And everything kind of fell into that line at this, at this particular show. And so anyway, I just kind of derailed there a little bit, but the idea was Google went from Nexus making phones that way to being a hardware company now. And as a hardware company, they're more of a pixel mindset. And so that's kind of what we talked about in the video, this idea that now they're making their own phones end to end. Now they're making speakers and hardware. They're making Chromebooks that are hashtag made by Google, you know? And so, um, we saw Chromebook pixel back in 2013 and 2015 kind of took that Nexus approach. Yes, they were made by Google, but somebody else probably helped manufacture, helped design, and all that kind of stuff. And so Google put these things out. They were experimental. They were the by far the most expensive Chromebooks you could buy. They had sharper screens than anything else. They had better build quality. They had all these benefits that no other Chromebook had. And people looked at them and went, what in the heck? Why would you make this? And it I'm, took like a year. Like, I mean, the Pixelbook, for instance, took a, a solid year to really catch on well no i'm talking about the chromebook pixels oh so you're talking you're talking way back oh geez yeah. yeah so those were nexus mindset type devices those were like let's do something wild and just kind of get people's mind going well i mean now we have high dpi screens now we have touch screens on almost every chromebook we have great keyboards we have glass trackpads so those devices did their job and then when pixelbook came out that was year two of google's hardware stuff and so pixel the pixel 2 came out alongside the pixel book alongside Google Home Max, you know, some of these kind of devices now that we're like, yeah, I mean, it would be weird for those things not to exist. And and so Google made those and started making the Pixelbook in that mindset of saying, you know, let's let's try to start working on this. And I think they made something unique in the Pixelbook, but they still were making their Chromebook devices from a Nexus mindset. It didn't matter that they were, and that's probably why they always felt like they were outliers. So you had this like tightly integrated system of Pixel phones and Google Home speakers that all kind of had their look and feel, and then you had the, the Pixelbook kind of over here on the side, kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm here too, but it was definitely experimental at the time. Like, we didn't have a ton of convertibles. We had, what, the Samsung? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, it wasn't a normal thing. Right, and um, you still have... You we didn't have any AES pens at that yeah, time. I mean, we, still haven't seen, device. we still haven't seen any devices from another manufacturer really mimic 
the Pixel Book either. I mean, it was no. it was it was very much like the original Pixel Chromebooks. Right. Of, it just showed. Here's up and what like, we can make if right. we wanted to. And it was expensive. And, and you know, there's some new like the new Asus's and stuff that people are saying. Oh, it kind of looks like a Pixel Book. That yeah, no, but yeah. you don't see devices that are that are designed that way with glass backs and the right. I mean, and there's still nothing and you may that looks never like the Pixel well, Honestly, I mean, it's. It's beautiful. It's its own thing. I'm sitting here looking at one right now. I mean, other than the chunky bezels, I mean, I still think everything about this computer is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's well made. I love everything about it. I'd like to take the squishy palm wrists away. <laughs> um, but, you know, it. regardless of it getting launched alongside all of that made by Google stuff, it and the Pixel Slate, I think, were both still made with a Nexus mindset. They were still being produced with this idea of like, well, let's try this. Well, let's, let's see what they the do with this. Let's set the stage. Yeah. Let's like, let's create an environment where people will make devices like this. Pixelbook clearly did its job. It brought it, it elevated the Chromebook market up. It brought uh, all of these devices we saw last year yeah. with aluminum builds and backlit keyboards and glass trackpads and it, it really in convertibles just being the norm and pen right. support being the norm. Like it did all of those things. The reason all that stuff exists is because pixelbook you know went out and kind of set that stage and so after a year or so it being on the market people are like oh yeah, yeah. and, love and the thing, thing. is as, as as much as it gets knocked and probably rightfully slow rightfully so the slate still has the potential of doing that if manufacturers are in fact really buckling down and working on the tablet form factor but if we fast forward six months from now and there's still not a good premium chrome os tablet and Chrome OS hasn't fully optimized for the tablet experience, then the slate will honestly just end up being a dud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. And, and we think we think that there's a ton of detachables and tablets. I mean, coming. 78 tablet. I mean, we did a video on it. Some of the stuff they're doing oh, yeah. for tablet mode in, in 78. Yeah, yeah they're be still developing tons big, of new great stuff for mm-hmm. tablet mode, and the the detachable arm sector of tablets is still yet to hit us. And so, I still think that. We're going to see a lot of tablet action, and that'll be directly because of the Pixel Slate. Again, that was this device that wasn't that well received, wasn't that great of an experience, but it's almost like they showed what could be done, and hopefully manufacturers will come and kind of perfect on that and and see that Chrome OS is viable with this. So now go and make cool stuff. Yeah. Again, Nexus mindset. Pixelbook Go is a Pixel mindset device. Pixelbook Go is a made-by-Google hardware mindset device where they're not trying to do everything new. They're not trying to break any molds. They're not trying to, you know, push the market forward. I mean, the the craziest thing that Google announced with any of their hardware this time was probably project solely like the amount of time they put into getting solely. (laughs) I knew one of them was going to light up. It was, it was, Um, sorry, (laughs) but uh, the only thing that came out of, of the event that was like, wow, that's, that was a crazy amount of like, insane research to push some sort of boundary with project solely no one knows what they're planning on doing with it right now it's a little gimmicky slightly helpful parlor trick at the moment yeah like (laughs) the benefit of it knowing that i'm reaching for the phone like seeing my hand and being able to know that i'm reaching for the phone face unlock on this phone i granted i've never owned an iphone with face unlock face unlock is 
supremely impressive. Yeah. Especially for their first run. This is Google's I use, first run. I like, used it. It's amazing. All the time on the 6T, and, and I guess I just got accustomed to it. So on the Pixel, it doesn't seem that much different. Well, but this be, is a lot more secure right, than what it was on the Pixel. actually secure. On, yeah. The, the, so. the OnePlus way of doing it is not secure no. at all, technically. And so that for it to be doing a fully secure, like this is as secure, if not tested to be more secure than like a fingerprint mm-hmm. and it can do it that fast yeah i mean yeah and again i'm not we'll taking talk about, anything we'll away talk from, about the four in a minute yeah yeah we'll take but it like <laughs> with like that's probably the, the yeah. craziest thing um that we saw everything else is so just kind of fundamental down the middle you know the the pixel buds that are coming look great yeah. but they're not going to be doing anything like right. Oh my gosh, I've never seen something do that. No, they're going to catch up to the AirPods and I think surpass them in a few ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not trying to go and, and set this bar. And that's the exact mentality, I think, that it's just refinement. It's it's uh, distillation is the best word I can come to for Pixelbook Go. It is Chromebook, the Chromebook experience distilled. Like remove everything that you might want but don't necessarily right. need. And that's the thing, because when we sat down with the compute team and we talked to a few people, a lot of people, and us included, were somewhat shocked by the the fact that it had no fingerprint scanner because mm-hmm. the slate did. Uh, a lot of people were complaining about the pen support, and we'll talk about that later, maybe maybe next week, because I know Robbie's got a got a little bug in his... Uh, we can chat about it. Yeah, yeah. he I'll wants to write, write an article today. about that. But <laughs> I think... I, I'm completely with Robbie on this. I think they have taken this time, because it's been, what... This thing's been developed for two 18 years, months, eighteen months, at least eighteen months. They've if not taken, longer. yeah. The, I think uh, th- I can imagine that this was said in a meeting at some point. If we want to sell a lot of Google Chromebooks, Google branded Chromebooks, what what should we create? Right. What because honestly, I mean, uh, I'm rocking a Acer right now that has a fingerprint sensor on, it and I use it. But if I go grab another Chromebook and it's not on there. I don't miss it. It's not a deal breaker. It is not a deal breaker. And somebody made the point. I can't remember if it was, might have been on the verge or Android Police, but they said, you know, you kind of expect it. You ex- you you expect it on your phone, right? You kind of expect it on tablets to some degree. Uh, I mean, like the Lenovo that I have has it. Yeah. You, it you kind of expect it on tablets. You don't expect a fingerprint sensor on your laptop, right? Some people do want it. They do. Sure. And for them, there are devices out there that have it. Right, and there's going to be the, a lot more of them. But coming. the fat middle aren't right. buying a Chrome or a computer. Period. Saying I, I need a computer that has a fingerprint sensor, sensor, and a stylus just isn't a logical peripheral for a clamshell device. Yeah, right. It's not. Well, and the 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 one specifically when we asked them about the uh, fingerprint scanner, fingerprint reader. reader you know, they said, well, you know, we, we had a we had a price in mind and we had a goal of making a certain type of Chromebook, an affordable Chromebook. They use they use the word affordable a oh, yeah. lot. On the keyword, the the post they put about it was yeah. the affordable portable Chromebook. And, and it's like oh, it's God. like they've been drilled to say that word, which is funny, you know, because like sometimes like affordable, like sometimes people don't like that word in, in marketing and branding, you know, but oh, like, yeah. but they're totally embracing it. They're like, this thing is affordable. Like, go yeah. get it. And so you guys are right. You know, they, they, they kind of distilled the Chrome, Chrome OS Chromebook experience to say, what all get rid of the other stuff, the other right. kind of stuff that's cool, but you maybe don't need. And for 649, I mean, you're going to be able to get a Chromebook that is exceptional. So let's, let's talk through like a little bit of the specs I mean, we we knew a lot of the specs going in, but right. the processors and all of that. 
and then let, let's just talk a little bit about the feel and like right. it, getting that thing there and like I, we had seen in the Stephen Hall video how it, it was it didn't look flimsy at all but actually getting to pick it up and right. hold it and then I posted a picture on Instagram of me holding it from the corner and it is so light yep. I mean it's like but the light solid. But, but substantial like it still feels really nice yeah. so so let's talk through some of the specs and that, that sort of thing and then yeah let, some of the feel yeah, and, and from, from that angle I think <clears throat> kind of going back to this whole idea of, of them distilling the Chromebook. I think some of the things that they weren't going to allow would have been a cheaper build quality. Mm. They're just not going to do that. Right. They're not going to set a device. Like what are the things they're not going to compromise? Right. On? Yeah. I, and they're just not like, you're not going to get a device that has, you know, sharp edges and has weird seams. And, you know, like a lot of Chromebooks that we say are, are nicer Chromebooks. There are parts of them and we've all used them. There are parts of them that you just, I don't know. They don't feel premium, like fully premium. Like when, when I'm saying that, I'm talking about like MacBook premium, Surface device premium, and other Google-made Chromebook premium. Like there's there's something that sets the these types of devices apart from even nice laptops. And I, I would say this for Windows devices too. There's there are HP laptops that are expensive and they're really nice, but there's just certain parts of them or Acer or Asus devices that they're not quite what you would consider premium like the whole package just doesn't kind of come together don't worry about that being a case with the pixelbook go that is not the case at all i mean this thing feels every bit the google made chromebook part like, yeah absolutely it's thin it's light it's it's firm keyboard feels amazing trackpad feels amazing screen looks trackpad great really like, impressed me all of it just i mean it just it feels great it feels so so good, and I can't overstate that. Like, there's no there's no feature set or spec sheet that I can put out and be like, yeah, feel nine out of ten. Like, that's not a thing. That's not a spec necessarily, but it is an experience, an experiential part of using a Chromebook. And I can say for few devices meet that particular criteria to me. Like that feel. I don't know. Just whatever that is. That pristine well put together thought out engineered from top to bottom to be a cohesive piece of equipment design yeah, yeah. i mean it's just how do you, thoughtful how do you like design yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so it nails it on that and so i feel like when they looked at it and said okay we're trying to hit this point we're not going to sacrifice design we're not going to sacrifice aesthetic we're not going to sacrifice look feel those things that you can't put on a spec sheet because for all the people that are like oh, it's gen that's just a no-go for me you a you've not touched or picked up or felt this device b you don't understand chrome os whatsoever because right. that's the other thing you know we want to talk specs starts at a core m3 eighth gen it's the same stuff that was in the slate uh an i5 or an i7 same generation same chipsets that were What's in the there. prices at six six forty nine six forty nine for the and entry what, level eight forty nine goes up to an i5 nine ninety nine and then thirteen ninety nine so nine ninety nine is i5 sixteen one twenty eight and then it goes yeah the i7 is and that's a 4K. It's 4K. 1399. 16. It's 1399. 16 gigs. 4K. And you're going to want that processor to push yeah. literally four times the pixels on the screen because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you don't need them. You don't need those pixels. Um, but, I've been but, operating and, from Dell. And here's the deal. For the people that are that are complaining about that, I, I get it. And we even talked to the compute team about that because from a consumer standpoint, we've talked about this. 
people want the latest and greatest. So if they're moving to Chrome OS, they might look at the Pixelbook Go and be like, eh, no, I want something that has that new 10th gen in it or whatever. But of all the complaints about the Pixel Slate, performance was never one of them. No, not the, at all. The, the and, M5 and. with 8 gigs of RAM will perform just as well as any other device. Remember, the i5 and the M3 versions of the Slate that are out there, well, I mean, and the i7 too, they're all having to push almost a 4K screen on the Slate. The Slate is 3,000 by 2,000 pixels. This screen is 1920 by 1080. Do the math. It's a lot less pixels. I mean, to the point of maybe i'll do the math here in a second when someone else is talking and tell, come back and tell you what the number is it's a lot less pixels um a third to a quarter somewhere in there i can tell you less pixels to push around and you gotta think pixels matter because everything that's rendered on the page is affected by this everything because the screen refreshes 60 times a second Every time it refreshes, it has to deal with whether or not that pixel moved on the screen. So every animation where the window goes from full size to small, that entire animation had to animate four times more on a 4K screen than it did on a 1080p screen. So that immediately helps performance. And again, on a 13.3 screen, 1080p is plenty. Like, it's sharp looking. I've been working with the, the Dell, or the Dell um, not Inspiron, Latitude. Latitude. And it's a 13.3 1080p display, and it's good. And I don't sit and think, oh, man, I can see so many pixels. I literally can't <laughs> until my face is right on the screen. And so there's just no point in pushing extra pixels just for the sake of doing it. Again, this is not a spec race for Google. They're not trying to win a spec war. Nope. They're trying to create a helpful piece of hardware that you can just open up and use, and it just works. And I think they've done that. And you can open it up with one finger, by the way. And with and its 2.3 pounds and super slim design, you can yeah. set it down and one finger lift and the hands it's, right it's, up. It's on our hands-on video. We got a we got a oh, quick shot of it. Yeah. You you awesome. uh, you lifted up the the. Pink it just one. feels it feels so stinking premium. I love it. I can't wait to our review and it gets. Uh, here. Can't <laughs> wait. It, it has a headphone jack, right? Yeah. So yeah. see, helpful. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, headphone jack, stadium machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think Kevin Tofel had, had mentioned like he <clears> saw a tweet from somebody else and said, you know, maybe that's. That's what they're going to aim it at. They weren't that overt uh, in the thing, but they they did show it with a Stadia controller near it a lot, and so yeah. I mean, and they did during the, the I can't remember her name. She got up and sat and talked about what went into the design yeah. of it and everything, and she did specifically point out. And she kind of segued into, oh, and what kind of people would be using this device, or what would this device be good for? And they did say, you know, hey, look, this is going to be a perfect pair for the Stadia platform. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I believe it will. Well, I mean, when, they were, when they were talking about the Stadia controller, they had that the B-roll of the, the one guy that they kind of used throughout the whole uh, keynote. And he was in the living room with one yeah. of the designers, and they had a, they had a go. Yep. And they were playing Stadia on the go. Yeah, and then the, the, the point of that, that whole uh, tweet that Kevin had talked about um, was this idea that they went with a 16 by 9 screen for that reason. And there's a full HD or a full HD and a... Uh, um, high def or a, a ultra high def version available because that's stadia is going to run in 1080p but it's also going to run in 4k as well and so I, yeah. I see those points you know um i mean i'm assuming stadia works fine we don't know until we get to play with it uh which is going to be exciting very soon um, official announcement so is coming on november yeah. 19th so i i don't know how i don't know if you'll get black bars on something like the pixel book and pixel slate i mean is it gonna force Probably. you 16 by 9 or is it going to just think about the screen and figure it out 
YouTube doesn't. YouTube doesn't like auto crop for you. It puts black bars on there. So my thought would be you might get some letterboxing. It's probably going to have letterboxing. Who knows? And so if it does, that just makes another case for, hey, they went 16 by 9 because they want to make sure and leverage. They're going to be leveraging a lot of Stadia with this device. And it makes sense. Again, when you're talking $650 for a Chromebook, when we talked with the folks at Bridge, for instance, uh, last year when they were talking about their keyboard, they were talking about how bad they wanted to take the Pixelbook's keyframe, which is the frame underneath all the buttons that make it, you know, the way it travels, the switches and all that stuff. And they're just like, there's no way we could have made this $100 keyboard if we would have leveraged the keyframe in the Pixel Pixelbook because that keyframe is so expensive. Yeah, it's just all of the engineering. It's, it's, yeah, right. it's and, highly engineered to be as good as it right. is. And we were hoping that they would just keep the keyframe from the pixel book but they said somewhere in it's the new. keynote that they took the pixel books what they learned from the pixel book and they improved on well, it well and they so they trademarked they trademarked hush keys well they had they did that last year oh did they okay yeah. See, people, i didn't know that either i'm like what that. is this hush yeah, key thing people <laughs> forgot about the the slate <laughs> the what but i didn't i love <laughs> look at me i remember the what the hush keys from the slate i use the slate every day and i forgot about it yeah yeah uh, <laughs> What am I using? Oh, this is a slate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm just looking it up. Um, yeah. Yeah, see right there. Full keyboard and ultra quiet trademarked hush keys for the Google Pixel slate. Um, so, yeah, they've they t- <laughs> kind of basically is a blend then of the two devices. You've got the, the clickiness, the square chiclets, the feel of the Pixel Book keyboard with the quietness of the Pixel Slate keyboard. So, kind of best of both worlds. Amazing. It, like it, it felt amazing to type on glass trackpad oh yeah felt, felt nice and wide felt so, fantastic yeah, yeah big big trackpad kind of like the uh yeah. 425 there ac 425 that, that bigger really, this, I, one's big. I, this one's big yeah that one's so. you get the, on the 714 uh gabe's got the acer 714 that we reviewed it's got that nice big square mm. i kind of prefer the big square one um, it's a little floppy. But yeah, it's well. not. It Again, it's those little things. It's not to take away and say it doesn't feel great to use. The Acer 714's trackpad's great, but it's not quite as tight. You can tell there's some there's some, some variance play, in yeah, manufacturing. Yeah. You may get one that's perfect, and then the next one may not be. You don't feel like you're going to have to worry about that with the Pixelbook Go, for instance. It's Those are the types right. of like intangible things. And I think that's I'm what Robbie hit the nail on the head, but the compute team... Distil- they distilled this device because we were thinking about it and I kind of learned something through all of this while we were in New York. I thought about, oh man, no micro SD card slot either. You know, didn't they learn from the pixel book, but is it really that big of a deal? Because I got to think about it. your average consumer. What do they use SD cards for cameras? They use them for the $400 camera that they bought at Best Buy on black Friday. It's full size SD card. Most Chromebooks don't have a full-size SD slot. They have a micro SD right. slot. So buy an You're going to use a, an adapter right. to, to download your videos and all that stuff. And then Robbie had mentioned, he said, yeah, I used an SD card in this Dell, but that's just because I was trying it out. And then I thought, when was the last time I put an SD card Or in any external storage, yeah. for that matter. Like I don't. Like on a regular basis. I'm not saying there aren't people. If you're listening to this, and you're like, I do that every day. I can't believe you're saying that. I understand. Completely. We're talking about general people because yeah. that's what the pixel would go is is aimed at the middle fat and, middle yeah, yeah. right and, and, and they the big have old to, chunk of general consumers and they can do that now that's mm. and that's this mm. whole nexus versus pixel mindset like with the pixel phones they're not trying to change the market 
They don't need to anymore. Look at all the manufacturers making great Android phones and breaking barriers and doing crazy stuff. They don't, they don't have to play that, that part anymore. And they don't have to do it in the Chromebook space anymore either. This is both their first engagement really with general consumers with Chromebooks. It is for, for a made by Google Chromebook. This is the first time they've engaged general consumers and it's their first time kind of handing off the reins and almost publicly they're not making a statement about it but they're publicly admitting with this device we don't have to set the trends anymore like asus is doing stuff and samsung mm -hmm. I, i'm telling you kohaku whenever it shows up but just mark my words when kohaku shows up it's going to be the smash bang all in one like it's going to have all the whistles yeah. and the bells the fingerprint scanners stowable stylus convertible form factor and heck there might even be a detachable in there somewhere i mean how cool how cool will ces be when they go hey here's this chromebook oh and we have a few other things here too yeah i mean I, be not seriously no but <laughs> the, how cool would that be so yeah. i i think google knows that that's the case clearly google knows exactly what chromebooks are coming and who's developing whatever oh, yeah they have their hands on everything that's a benefit they didn't have with android at that point uh, but they've got all this knowledge of all these things that are coming it's like cool we can now just refine a Chromebook. We can just we just take some iterative steps, cut out stuff that we don't need to have because part of the reason the bezels are the way they are in the Pixelbook is so that when you convert it, you've got something to hold on to. So it's there for that reason. Well, problem is they probably figured out 95% of people never put it in that mode. I don't. I use it I as a clamshell all the time. I never see you flip your Pixelbook. No, and so what's the benefit? Now, now there's a huge bezel at the bottom because you got to have room for these Hinge. hinges. You don't have to have all that crap on a, yeah. a clamshell Chromebook. Most people and so, would rather yeah, have. Yes, most people. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where they're aiming. And instead of thinking like, what can we do new? What can we do different? How can we change this? How can we inspire? Forget all that. Like that, the, the market's going. And so now it's almost like Pixelbook Go has publicly acknowledged that fact. Like Google's like, hey, this thing, it's, it's moving forward. We know all the stuff that's planning on coming and we feel like it's going to do really well in the market. You're going to be able to walk into Best Buy and walk down a whole row of Chromebooks and Chromebook tablets and detachables and just like you would do with Windows devices. We know it's coming. We're comfortable enough in that. We can just sit back and distill this Chromebook down and make something that's going to be reasonably affordable for a premium device. Like yeah. don't, don't forget this is, from a, from a manufacturing perspective, still premium. Like premium keyboard, premium screen, premium build materials, premium uh, design language, premium all of those things. Just because it doesn't have a 10th gen chip inside of it doesn't mean that it's not a premium device right. um and so I, I i think they've done a great job here and i can see sales coming probably within what two months honestly I oh mean, yeah yeah for, i, for I would holidays, almost guarantee five hundred five hundred fifty dollars for the entry level show me any device anywhere you can get that's built as well as this thing is that feels the way that this thing does for that kind of price yeah. No way. And in the Core M3 8 gig model, it's not going to be like, well, that'll kind of do for you. It's going to be great. It really is. It's going to perform better than most people's computing experiences up to this point, especially if they're coming from a Mac or Windows. I mean, it, it's going to be plenty fast because they don't have to push around all those pixels. Right. And the 8th gen processors have been great. It's not like we've, we've sat around talking about how we can't wait till these 10th gen ones come out because these these are so slow. The 7th right. gen and, one in this Pixelbook runs think, just fine. And I think it's some of that HD. too is consumers need to realign their expectations because they're like, okay, it's Google's hardware event. You know, they've got their phone. 
great. It needs to be the best of the best of the best of the best. So now that expectation is on the Chrome, on the Pixel Book too. It right. shouldn't be because people aren't saying a word about Asus has now put out. So they have the C four thirty four. Then they put out the C four thirty three. It's the same stuff. It's the same internals. Everything. Nobody's yep. going. Man, that's just dumb. They need to put out a tenth gen device. They right. will. Whatever. But right. we got people chomping at the bit to get this device that's technically an eighth, you know, two year old processor. Yeah. The Pixel Book's worth it. Uh, the Pixel Book yeah. Go is worth it. Period. I mean, so, and, and you know, kind of speaking about this uh, kind of general consumer, they. Um, they announced two colors, and we've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but they have mm-hmm. the just black, and they have the, is it not so pink? Not pink. Just not, not pink. pink. Or not quite Oh, pink. so no. orange is where the oh, so is, yeah. Not, not pink, pink is what, just not pink. Is what yeah. that's what the Google store says. It might be not quite they did not. Pink. Maybe the Pixel 3 was not quite pink. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the, the, the pink one... Uh, Seeing it in person, I mean, it's still pink. Don't don't get me wrong, but it's not it's not it's not bright pink. It's it, it it's almost kind of like a muted, almost like in the right light. It almost looks kind of just like off white. Yeah, like, like an with ivory. The, with yeah, a, with yeah, a dash. Yeah, of course, of, I'm, I'm a little uh, colorblind, so yeah, me too. So I'm just kind of uh, 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 kind of what it kind of looked like there on the show floor to yeah. me. And the bottom uh, is coral on the pink one. Mm-hmm. Um, which looks kind of neat. I mean, yeah, that, I, I think, think it, that looks really neat, especially a, when it's sitting yeah. and you're looking at it from the side. It, the little two tone looks little, really nice. Little pop I still color. wish they did a white one. Yeah, a white one would have been interesting. Yeah. And that's it's not to say they won't, yeah. but right. I mean, and the, a white one yeah, would have been dope. It would have been cool. That would have been awesome. And then uh, it's got the grippy bottom, so it's kind of got this wavy yeah. bottom, but then there's two little strips of rubber yeah, so um, it, on each side. So. Yeah, it sits very confidently yeah, on a it's table. It's not like, like it's like feels weird, like it's sliding around or something. It's, and I set it in my lap for just a second uh, and realized like how good it, I don't know, it sits itself really nicely on your lap, too, yes. which is odd. Like. It didn't feel like it was sliding around as much um, what as else other do devices. We, do we forget anything Someone else? had commented oh, about um, that and said, you know, because that is an issue with the Pixel Book when you sit with it on your lap for a period of time and you move and shift. But this should be a great laptop. <laughs> device. <laughs> and we did realize, if you haven't seen the close-up shots, check it out on the website. It is the perfect panini grill. Exactly. Yeah. So if, yeah. if the processors do overheat, you can uh, cook your sandwich. <laughs> you can grab two also. of them and, and yeah. squish her down. Trying to figure uh, out what it looked like, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that's not <laughs> part <laughs> of the user the experience. I the, think they've uh, got the eighth gen stuff figured out enough that yeah, it's not skylight. That's right. <laughs> um, upward firing species. Uh, species. Yes. Um, species. Upward firing species. <laughs> we've we've been traveling, folks. Yeah. We're sorry if we're a little muted today. That's why. Um, Upward firing speakers that we weren't able to test. Man, I wish if yeah, like nah, hindsight, yeah, w- I wish we would have been like, can we pop into this room right here with the Nest experience? Yeah, because on the show floor, it was it Gosh, was crazy it was so loud. loud. I so threw loud. up a YouTube video and played it. It sounded good, but we were surrounded by lots and lots of noise. I wish we would have asked him if those were the slate speakers. We should have. Well, I asked the guy that that I was talking to, and uh, no offense against these guys, they have the they have their little Google guys out there on the floor. They're they're essentially there just to Answer repeat very, a script and say, oh, well, we did this and this. And uh, some of them probably don't even really know anything about the device, but he had made a comment about, oh, yeah, better than our other devices. I don't think they're better than the Slate. From what I could hear, they're really good. If they went with the same speakers the Slate had, then great. Good to go. But they're, they're upward firing. Like That's the only device other than the Acer 15s yeah. that I know of yep. that has yeah. speaker grip. Well, no, the HP with their B&O garbage oh yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't want to go there. But on each side of the key deck, you've got a speaker grill. Yeah, so you're going to get some really so. nice stereo separation. Yeah. Um, it's Which, part you know, of the, the MacBooks have done right. for years. It's so. part of what I think people, uh, especially with the newer MacBook Pro, the smaller MacBook Pro, where they've got those real thin real speaker thin. grills. It's kind of um, similar. Yeah, they've they've drawn i think some since 2016 or 2015 uh, as when the macbooks switched to that for the smaller ones because the 15s always had those upward firing in um, the, the old school 17 oh yeah <laughs> that was that my thing. first that was my first macbook back in the day whenever i was editing video but i think i think that's why it's drawing some comparison to yeah. oh yeah people uh, are saying this is the it's google the, macbook the google macbook yeah even the way they put pixelbook right up under the screen yeah. on the bottom i mean but you know it looks great <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean you got to give uh, apple some credit i mean the macbook is is uh uh you know i mean it's a staple in the in the yeah. com- computer world and yeah it's again uh, it's a lot of they've distillation refined it, they've refined it, refined it yeah exactly so uh, so yeah it, i I'm excited. I'm really excited about this Chromebook, and I don't think I was nearly as excited about it going into the event as I was once we left the event. Like having used it for just a few minutes and gotten to mess with it, I was like, I think this is going to be my kind of like daily driver Chromebook for a while as we, because I, I feel like I'm going to have to wait um, until probably January, February to to wade through all of the other devices that are going to come. But I think it's going to again be the Chromebook I compare a lot of things to. It's always it's going to start to be that that staple Chromebook again. That I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm going to go back to my Pixelbook Go because X Y Z. And for the first time, where I used to say that and feel like I'm saying this, and I hate that I'm not. I don't feel like I'm helping people out because I'm saying I'm going to go back to this premium device that is out of your price bracket, like. It's it's down much closer now. For a lot of people, six fifty for a Chromebook is still not what they would consider cheap, and that's fine. the The market is such that there are plenty of three and four hundred dollar Chromebooks. There are plenty of two hundred dollar Chromebooks. Mm-hmm. There's they're all over the place. But if you're looking for something a little more premium, it's really cool that you're going to be able to spend not quite premium money and get what it's going to amount to a pretty premium experience. Well, and it's just like the whole, I mean, we, we've talked about it with phones, you know, y- you and I have both uh, tested our fair share of phones and, oh, I'm going to try this one. I'm going to go buy that. And I'm going to go buy this. And, and then you just, for, for both of us, we've just come back to the pixel because it just works. And it's yep. just that experience, you know, the software and the hardware work perfectly together. And it's just, it's just, it, it just works. Right. And so yeah. now you're going to be able to say, "Hey, if if you just want to, if you just want a Chromebook that just works and it does all of the the good basic stuff that you needed to do and more, you know, it's going to be really, really high end materials and it's just going to be a, a a joy to go and use." Now you've got this right. one from Google, and it's just going to be like, "Hey, you just want a good a good Chromebook that just works? Go buy the Pixelbook Go." Yeah, and the guys that we talked to from the compute team were that they were definitely in that vein mm-hmm. with this, and I think the the Pixel phone people are in the same way too. It's like we want to stop focusing on specs. And it's funny, a few years ago, Apple, well, it was more years ago than that, Apple like wouldn't even talk about specs in their phones and they stuff. They wouldn't even say which processor it had in it. No, they yeah. weren't. And people pushed on them enough that they st- they'll tell you the processor and they'll say, hey, this processor's fast. And I think they tell you RAM now, but that's about it. I don't it, even know, yeah. But they don't get focused on that stuff. you know. Like, And I love that about 
Google's presentation this year at their event. So they were focused on the experience, the experience. Yeah. yeah, the usability, yeah. all of those things. And like in the course of talking about it, they just threw in, oh yeah, that 855, you know, Snapdragon, blah, 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 and moved on. Like they didn't slap a spec sheet up there and go through. Right. It's. I mean, it's become the expectation that the flagship announcements are going to have flagship phones that have the flagship chip in it. Yeah. Right. Nobody and, really cares, to yeah. be honest with you. And, and I think hopefully... And what they're seeing from some research and some demographics and stuff like that is that the, again, the core user base is moving past that mentality too. Like people are just whatever on specs. Like I actually don't care that much if the way that I actually use this device works well. And I think that's going to be the case with the Pixelbook Go. Um, like it's definitely not one I want to review super fast. Hmm. I want to spend some time with it and not even think about because I'm I'm sitting here looking. Uh, Gabe was talking a second ago, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna just check Amazon real quick, see if the 433 has shown up yet on Amazon because we should be seeing it anytime soon." Um, and as I'm looking, I'm like, "Oh, I I'm reminded that I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gabe, but the Core M 8100Y that's what's in that's what's in the in the Pixelbook Go." Yeah. That's the processor that's in the 434 and the 425 and all these devices we've been testing. Like, And never once have I picked any of those devices up and thought, well, we'll see how this Gosh. does in performance. This thing's going to lag. It's an afterthought. Chrome OS. Yeah. Complete afterthought, especially paired yeah. with 8 gigs of RAM. Sure. It's Forget more about, about the RAM, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's and so it's fine. Like, So that tells me, again, the entry-level model of the Pixelbook Go is just going to be the one that we probably freely recommend to people because again i'd love to have 128 gigs of storage i don't even know why i would want it like i can tell you right now um this pixel book has 128 gigs and i've only used 20 with the processor or processor with the operating system with android and i've got linux apps turned on so that little parts installed and all the apps that normally install and there's some big ones on here that i don't even use i just i keep PUBG on here in case one day keyboard <laughs> controls start working because every time it updates, I'll try it. Uh, Let's yeah. see. Cause it's a thing like it exists. They just need to flip the switch. Um, so that's a, what a two gig game. Yeah, um, and then I've, yeah. I, I've that new, uh, I was call, call of duty. Um, it's on here too. And then I've got another game. That's a couple gigs. So imagine probably six to eight gigs of games. I literally don't even play on my, on this Chromebook. There's 91 gigs available of the 128 gigs. 128 gigs, for those of you who don't know, isn't really 128 gigs. It's 128,000 bytes or kilobytes or whatever. I'm trying to think of the, the difference. But it all breaks down because it's 1,024 of anything that makes the next level. So the entire way that we measure memory is kind of screwed up. So if, if somebody says you get 128 gigs, it's more like, I can't remember the math, but it'd be like more like 119 technical gigs because you're assuming you're they're rounding off that every, last 20 but it rounds now. off every time so the rounding is actually an exponential rounding so the byte a kilobyte isn't a thousand bytes it's a thousand and twenty four bytes and so when you say i've got this many kilobytes you've already cut yourself off and then a kilobyte into megabytes is again it's a thousand twenty four not a thousand we measured at a thousand and then put the measurement out there so it keeps cutting itself right. off and so anyway Really, what you have to work with is more like 119 gigs or something like that. Take the operating system, take the Android framework, take the Linux framework, and put my handful of apps on there. I personally, my personal space is probably something like 9, 10 gigs or something. Yeah. And now what am I going to do with the other 50? 
If yeah. I had a 64 gig machine, sure. I had a 128 gig machine. What am I doing with all this storage? If I'm not leveraging the cloud, if I'm not leveraging Google Drive and all these great things that work in the cloud, I, I probably am not the type of person that needs to be using a Chromebook anyway. So once you start leveraging the cloud like you're supposed to with these devices that are built specifically to do that exact thing, I'm not saying you don't need local storage because <laughs> people crucify me over that, but you don't really need that much local storage. Sure. You don't. And so if they cut it down to 64 gigs, it's not the end of the world. No. So a Core M3, 8100Y, 8 gigs of RAM, and 64 gigs of internal storage is great. And your $650 isn't going towards those internal specs. Right. And, it's going towards the, the use case of feeling the precision and beautiful manufacturing that Google's put together with this device. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And for a flagship 64 probably the sweet spot i mean 32 maybe 16 should go away but oh, 64 yeah. gigs is plenty i, I use the I spin. Wish 64 was like the normal yeah like just in general yeah, that's but what i mean like I, I use the spin 13 and it's 128 gigs and i have i don't keep android apps on on my chromebook but linux apps i have a ton of stuff running on there and i never i i think maybe 19 gigs in use maybe yeah yeah so yeah so um it's it, this is going to be a this is going to be a fun device. I, I'm I'm really excited to uh, we're, we've got a review unit coming, and obviously we're going to spend a lot of time with this device. And and like Robbie said, you know, really, really kind of uh, digging into the review of this one and and what's the actual you know experience of using this device. So um, we've got uh, we've got a hands on. You can go check that out on our website chromeunbox.com. Uh, we just this morning put out a uh, uh, price pricing and availability and where to where to buy it and all that so uh definitely definitely check that out online chromabox.com all righty we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back this podcast is brought to you by nordvpn we recommend the service and we use nordvpn because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, we're going to start with the Pixel Buds. Because Robbie's just Hooray! itching. Robbie's just itching to talk about these things. Uh, as we said in the first part here, uh, these were uh, th this was the device that was released that we really didn't know much about. There yeah. were no leaks of the packaging or what they were going to look like. No, like nothing really. And I mean, they like, just showed up. So there was the Pixel Buds two probably at the event, and then we had the Hiroshi Lockheimer where Dieter yeah. Bone went and retweeted his, I think we talked about this last week, tweeted that old tweet. And so we are like, yeah, that probably lines up. And it, for the most part, it did. The yeah. only one, only part of that that tactile didn't. Tactile buttons. There were no, there's no, no tactile, tactile buttons. buttons. Thank God. I hate those. I think it would be stupid uh, on a headphone. And then second, he said something, like his thing was like it would pause and know when people are talking to me. Which like, it, it said it, it has could, adaptive um, right. volume. Right. So there's so, some adaptive stuff. So that, uh, I think what they're doing with that though is and who knows at that time they could have been thinking about doing something like that but what they've definitely done is they've added there's bone conducting um in them so while they don't use that for the mic they use that to tell when you're speaking 
uh, which is brilliant. Because uh, bone conducting headphones are actually pretty cool. Mm, I mean, yeah. there's some neat stuff going on there. But usually you've got to get them outside the ear canal for them to work. Like it needs to be in your jaw. That's where all that vibration happens. It can pick up on it. But what this is at least doing is it can tell, hey, when you're speaking, those bones rattle around a little more than normal. Um, and so now we know you're talking so we can deal with the mics in a proper way, uh, which is really cool. So when you're on a phone call, it's going to use that to its advantage to know, hey, crank those mics up for that near field stuff. He's talking, but then it doesn't have to do that uh, other times. So that's that's going to be a really cool feature. And then, like you said, the adaptive. So they've got a, a canal, basically, that so you have your, your regular earbud comes in, but there's a spot underneath at the bottom. Like there's, they, I think they refer to it as like a vent. Yeah, almost. like a vent, yeah. Um, so ambient some ambient sound can come in because they are sealed you know it's like the silicone thing that goes in your ear um, so it's going to isolate a lot of outside noise but then they can allow and then disallow how much ambient noise comes in on top of that and so so, so they're not noise canceling no but no, they're going to no. help so it'll be sound sound isolating just yeah. like any other in-ear earbud um, now they might have some isolation tech that that they can do uh, because it's going to seal the the ear you know, there's some stuff that they can do, but I they seem to be very careful not to call them noise canceling because um, that's another level of tech that that gets expensive and is hasn't even really been done that great. I think right. that one pair of Sony's that are out right now apparently there's a pair um, of bows that are apparently dope. We haven't yeah the big huge yeah. bows I think do mm-hmm. it, um, but Sony's are the first ones that are small um, that don't look ridiculous, and you know they. They do. They from what I can read, I'm, I'm not using them, but they're expensive. I mean, they're I think three they over, something. yeah, two seventy or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if if that's what you're after, first and foremost, these might not end up being the earbuds for you. But yeah. for me, they check off so many boxes, like oh, touch controls. Perfect. They're perfect. They're small. The case is <laughs> as of just, right now, they're perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the case is so little. They fit. They fit in uh, Robbie's little coin pouch. Yeah. You know, so, so imagine, on, your, on your blue jeans, you know, you got that little pouch on yep. one side that yeah, is slid it right down in there. Made, no for, made for coins. And the lady was like, the woman we were sitting there talking with was like, you can slide it in your little coin pouch there. <laughs> I want to be like, I will. And I'm going to walk away with them. Where they go. But they weren't, yeah. I don't think they were functioning. No. Um, I don't think they could have been. Who knows? But I don't know. Uh, they fit down in that nicely. Huge amounts of battery. So 24 yeah, so hours what? with the case, right. five hours each time you pl- fill them up with that, which is awesome. Um, so you pop these things out, you put them in your ears, you can go five hours. Five hours. Yeah. That's insane. Full. Yeah. And they're because they're little. They're very little. So, um, and, and we've got some footage of it. Uh, if you go check out our yep, hands-on video, yep, yep. but you were at, you actually put them, you actually put yeah. them in. She, she so cleaned she one off, off and, and yeah. So how, how like how, uh, so they, they've got yeah, and they've got the little they've got like a little nub on the back, mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know, it kind of looks like they took a little bit of the design from the the first are the pixel buds were those called Kinda, pixel buds too yeah the pixel like that buds. little loopy thing it doesn't have the full loop but it has no, a little like a half loop a little a little a little it's piece a on the fin. back there that kind of sits in your ear yeah kinda so hold it, it kind of just keeps it in position and then they were explaining it on stage and i until we have them and i'm really messing with them it's gonna be hard to even understand like kind of where the the bud comes down to go into your ear canal there's like a little cut out, cut out a little yeah. spot cut oh, out and yeah. they said that was very important when they were engineering these to figure it pushes against your like 80 or 90 percent of people's ears in such a way that just keeps it in in place yeah but mainly what i took from it because i've put a lot of different earbuds in and used different earbuds is that the they're super light and once i had them in 
it was just like they weren't even there. Like and I it saw wasn't troubling. You, you kind of shook your head around a little bit, but I saw yeah. I saw some other guy. There was some other dude over there doing like burpees, and like jumping around. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, he's he's, he's going all in, and they didn't fall out. I'm like, okay, there just you go. Noticing from the picture though, the the outside of them where you touch looks like a little Chromecast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah a little G, yeah, a little it's just G. A little Chromecast, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, uh, but they're very small. Oh, yeah. USB C um, charger. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. charges via USB-C, Thank great you. battery life, a tiny case. I can't explain how the case big of a deal. The case feels so nice, too. Yeah. It's, it's almost kind of matte, right? Yeah, so matte I, finish, I barely, soft touch. Yeah. kind of feels like the back of the, the Pixel 4 that we have here. Yeah, so real light one. like soft touch, smooth, but nice, like feels substantial. Like yeah. It doesn't feel cheap. Um, and then it's got the flip case on it that's magnetic. Um, it's one of my favorite parts of the airpods satisfying huh yeah you can sit there and just click around on it and you know you can open it and close it a million times it's never going to wear out because it's a magnet it's not some sort of clasp so it it pulls itself shut and it just that part is has not been matched by anyone other than apple like no one else has got the case part just right if you've used airpods (laughs) just not quite right any anywhere else the case either is the right size and is a super cheap feeling or it has a decent the case is decently built, but it's huge. I was and just so, excited that it had a lid. I, I have the black sound peats with no lid. No lid. Robbie so orders the, the white ones, and they have a lid on them. I yeah. was so mad. But that case, like I would never put that case it's for the so sound peats yeah. in my no, pocket. No, you know, it, goes, yeah. it stays in my book bag. Yeah, and and that sounds like a really small. Nag, oh, dude, no way. But like, having so them with you, I don't have them on me. I'm like, day, day, I don't have it. Every day, it yep. becomes a big deal. Because for a while, I had my AirPods yeah. in my pocket. And it at just all becomes time. something you carry. You yeah. know, you grab your keys, you grab your wallet, and you throw your yep. wireless, you know, earbuds. My brother yep. has uh, the AirPods, and it, he's like adamant about having them with him. Because I mean, he takes phone. He's a, he's a lawyer, and so he mm-hmm. takes phone calls constantly. And those are just like a godsend for him. And it's, it was one of those things that like, he told me like. It's, it's one of those products he didn't know he needed until he had them. Oh, yeah. And then he's just like in love with them. So, yeah. I, and I, I, that's that's what happened with me in AirPods. I was like, well, I'm going to get them because honestly, I, I bought them because I wanted a wireless solution for playing PUBG. Like, it seems like all my motivations are PUBG Mobile. But that, that was the reason I got the AirPods because I played on an iPad. And I was like, this is this will be perfect. Well, PUBG has kind of nerfed a little bit of that because they're not using the microphone properly from the AirPods. I, I need to check the new update and see if they fixed it. Oh, but, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's reduced my usage of them a little bit, and we've talked about this here, like the fact that they don't isolate sound at all. Like I don't need fully noise canceling headphones. It's it's very rare that I need them to just be fully noise canceling. I like use I'm my using sound. the Bose right now, and this right. is about the the only time we grab them. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, you know, and I love them. They're yeah. great, but you know, as vain as it sounds, like it puts a big huge lump in my hair mm-hmm. every time I wear them. So I I just know that like if we're filming in the afternoon, I can't wear those bows because I you know I can't have this big lump in my head. Um, and you know, there's just all these little things. And, and honestly, I don't love being fully isolated from outside noise. Yeah, so, I'm thinking long, long car ride or long flight are the only yeah. two times I would ever want to just cut you know sound what? out completely. Did you use your sound peats on the plane? No. I did. So on the way to New York, and we were on a small plane that was kind of loud. And there were some kids in front of us. It was. And God a dog. bless that mother. It was a dog. Um, and a dog. She was, she was so patient uh, we're, with we, those we're, kids. We're very cheap, so we take, we take oh, cheap yeah. flights. <laughs> Yeah, we so, aren't riding anywhere in first class. Oh, yeah, class, this, is, this was cheap, yeah, cheap, cheap, yeah. cheap. Um, and so um, it was loud and all that stuff. I put those sound peats in. They're just, I mean, these are cheap ear, earbuds, and they're just, you know, sound isolating because of the silicone ear tip. 
put those things in. And while it didn't drown out 100% of the noise, I could turn my music up to about 60%. Yeah, couldn't really yeah, hear think, anything else. I, I think these are gonna, and just sat back and did my crossword are, yeah, puzzle. I think these are going to cut out enough noise that in honestly, like ninety five percent of situations, yeah. they're going to be fine. So, and we're going to assume that they're going to sound good. Um, they yeah. talked about the sound quality in them. Obviously, we did not get to hear that, uh, but it's not that difficult to make decent sounding earbuds, especially ones with that seal your ear off. So, I I'm not that worried about sound quality, uh, assuming the. The tech that they've put in here makes it good to take phone calls. They have the sound quality. They have the battery life. They have the case. They're light. Yeah. Touch, well, to, you know, touch controls on the side. Easy access to Google Assistant. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything else to ask no. for from a set of mm-hmm. wireless earbuds. And you can go 100 yeah. yards from the source of your music. Yeah. yeah. They've got some crazy <laughs> Bluetooth in them. That's what you yeah. do. <laughs> well, and like, you know, just like the gestures on them, they seem super intuitive and they have a nice little surface to, mm-hmm. to tap and yep. move around. And it's not a big, um, big disc like well, the surface. So, so, yeah. So, I want to talk about that for a second. You know, I, I, I wear black a lot. I'm a big kind of black t-shirt guy and my black sunglasses and a black hat. That's like, you know, in the... In the afternoons, that's, make yourself that's, sound like you're golf. Or no, something. I know. Yeah, he's emo. He, yeah, he, puts, yeah. Emo. Yeah. he gets his uh, eyeliner out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, goes, he goes in. <laughs> no slick, offense against emo. I Joe's, Joe's my, really not. I slick my hair back. Yeah. yeah. No, I was I was definitely emo in. No, like, Joe's old school, school. Account, old school Italian. That's where yeah. That's that's, that's more what I'm more, I'm more like classic looking. Okay, that's what I'm going for. Think Blues Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but I could see getting those that that the black pair. Oh yeah, throwing those in my ear with like my sunglasses on and a hat, and like you, th- them not even being noticeable. Right, yeah. you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like the 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 air uh, air. I always want to call you called them earbuds in the I video, did. and I thought it was really That's funny. That's what they are. The yeah. the wired ones are technically called earbuds. Yeah, like, and so like and, and you know they're they're super know, the noticeable. Earbuds. I'm sorry, not earbuds. earbuds. Yeah. Is there so, any, there's no such thing as earbuds? The dog. <laughs> the dog that plays basketball. <laughs> yeah, but it, I'm like, so on point with my Apple stuff. Yeah, exactly. But. I mean, and those have almost kind of become like a fashion statement, whatever. But you know, yeah. I I don't want that. Like, I want I want some ear, you know, wireless earbuds. If I get a pair, you know, I've been I've been rocking the Jaybirds, which are You're wired. You know, oh, I'm going to. But um, I could I could see myself wearing these and just not even like them not even being noticeable. And also, like you said, like you got to try them on. Like, you put them in, you may not even like notice that they're there. Like, they're and if they I nail the ambient sound, if they're that comfortable, dude. Oh, if they nail the whole thing of letting in outside noise. Like they'll they'll be one of those types of things that you can wear more frequently than you don't. Sure, yeah. Sure. Who, who wrote? Was it the Verge that said Google probably just won head, the headphone wars? I yeah, that was, yeah. was the title of their uh-huh. article. Yeah, they that. did. They did. Yeah, if they del- the like they've got the 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 manufacturing and the the design, the look, the feel. Yeah, all that they've already oh, got different colors. They've already nailed all that. They've stuff. got different colors. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. So done. So I think price. I, I personally think the so price. So let's talk is about fair. that. So one one seventy nine. Yeah, coming so think, out in spring twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, that's so. the part that just really punched oh, me in the gut. Man. I mean, I verbally <sighs> sighed a little bit. Yeah. Oh, like, multiple people did. Yeah, <laughs> right. we, li- we listened to him complain for the rest of the evening. I, it, yeah. it, it, I mean, man, that was a kick in the groin. Yeah, because I'm sitting there watching this, like I am so into this. Like Ooh. if those would have been like, in the this, freebie is bag, this gonna I be the, the grab bag oh, thing. Yeah. Oh my god, well, I'm gonna walk out of here with those, and they're like, yeah, they'll be available in spring. spring. I'm like, no, God. That is going to be such a long six yeah. month wait. Yeah. Like, oh, so what did they have? Color? Oh, so they so ha- they do have white. Thank goodness. White they do black. Because the colors. Did they have a black? I yeah. didn't see mm-hmm. black. White, black, yeah. mint. Quite and then mint. The coral. Mm-hmm. No, it's also or, orange. Is what they. Oh, orange. Yeah, yeah the so, guy told sorry. me. It was I, mean, I keep calling it coral. Yeah. 
But which is cool if you want to match your phone, that's yeah. fine. But yeah, yeah, it's the fun. mint ones are real subtle. Like in, yeah, in the picture, they subtle. almost look white, but they're yeah. they're mint. Yeah, we've white got some mint. footage of those. Those are the ones. Yeah, those we are the ones. Yeah, but the white ones, they just mm-hmm. look so clean. The white ones are dope, so nice. but yep, that's all black, all black everything. I think I'm going to rock those for sure. So, so yeah. Uh, Got to wait a little bit for these, but yep, we are yep, yep. very excited about them. Um, we'll let's, be playing stadium. Oh, the one other wait. thing. We didn't even talk about this in the review or the, the hands-on. We didn't talk about any of this stuff in it. Um, well, two things. One, apparently they updated the old school Pixel Buds, the, the wired up ones. Uh, latency is supposed to be really good now on those between Pixel phones and them. I haven't tested that out. I don't know if that claim stands up or not. Um, so hopefully, even with this new tech, then all the new codecs and all that kind of stuff that will be in these, Bluetooth latency might not be that big of an issue with these, which would be great uh, for for gaming. For be great for Stadia, that stuff. Um, but then, secondly, the um, I forgot my second point. Oh man, the tech in them, maybe I don't oh, know. Dang it, I lost my second point. Darn it. Okay, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have derailed. If I can, if I remember it, I'll, I'll okay. come back to it. The um the, the one other thing I do want to mention quickly though is uh like you, you were talking about. Okay, hold on. Go ahead. Oh, I go remember ahead. it. Well, go I got it. Bluetooth uh, sharing between accounts. So oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about that prior. We didn't talk about it at the event, but my guess is it will be firmly in place by the time um, these things come out in the spring. Oh, yeah. So this ability that you'll basically pair these up, say, with your, your Pixel phone or whatever be Android phone. Your Google account. Yes, and instead. so they'll be available anywhere you log in. So you log into your Chromebook. They'll just be an available device. You can just select and say, yeah, I want to use these as my audio output. Yep. Um, and then you hop on a different Chromebook or you hop on another phone or... I don't yeah, know so if are they be calling any, it fast pair or that is was that, the, that was what they call it from the developer called, blog okay. and everything is yeah. android fast pair so so uh, that's these, been around for a little bit well it these just hasn't launched yet yeah. in fullness um, well these have the little trick when you open up the case that you will automatically pair with your phone and everything yes yeah um and they, the buds they do that right? they know too that whenever you pull them out of your ear to Don't stop unpair, to pause yeah. the music yeah. they did say that that's already yeah that's that's par for the course there. yeah but the the one other quick thing i was saying um, speaking of audio quality and everything, if they put as much time and research into the audio quality, which I'm sure they did as everything yep. else, like they talked they, and they had footage in the keynote of oh like the little gosh. chips in there and the oh, tiny the little, engineering. you know, and Ooh. how they put so much time into that and everything. I'm like, dude, so they're going to sound, good. they're going to sound amazing. They're going to sound yeah. amazing. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's move on to the, uh, the new nest mini. And then, and then after that, we'll talk nest Wi-Fi, and then we'll finish with the phone. Okay. How's that sound? All right, yeah. Sounds so, good. There's so, a phone. Yeah, there's a phone. We've been oh, yeah. we've been playing with a couple yeah, of them. That's right. um, so new Nest Mini. Uh, um, did did you say did you get one out of the box? Yeah, so we got I, we got a little yeah, free. That's right. Hot yeah. take. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Hot Here take. Here we go. <clears throat> Ready? You got the timer set. Let's go. Stretching. Here we go. <clears throat> See how he does this week, hot folks. Take. The new Nest Home Mini is almost the same size, slightly bigger, but way better sounding. And the top touch piece works like the first one was supposed to. So you can touch touch the top to pause, touch the top to play, touch the top to summon the assistant. Volume works the way it's supposed to. You can hang it on a wall if you want to. But the huge takeaway here, two things. Sounds amazing. Like it really sounds great. And I put it in the room and got all the other speakers out of there and played it and it just... It's not going to fill up a huge room, but a, a bedroom, something like that. It's the speaker you're going to have in there and not really feel like you need another one. So that's a huge win. I mean, because the old, the old Mini kind of sounded like junk. And then second, it has... Um, 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 dang it, I'm forgetting my second points. Local, I'm a hot take broke. Local assistant. 
Huh? Yes, oh, that's yeah. what it was. Hot take so, yeah, no. broke. It's mild take. Uh, I'll teach you. I'll and, teach you how to do this. <laughs> but you have to charge. Um, <laughs> and wow. so, yeah, second, <laughs> second takeaway, localized assistant. Um, I think this is going to change a lot of speaker stuff for Google. Yeah. Uh, because just like we have the local assistant on your Pixel 4 now in a local voice model, local voice model is now on the Home Mini, meaning asking about weather, schedule, basic stuff. It's all a local voice model. It doesn't have to go ping the server for every little thing you do. So it just responds faster, works faster, sounds better, looks kind of the same. And as I don't the know other if one. they're going to detail this really or awesome. not, but they mentioned when they were talking about it that the voice model is actually learning too. So it will learn. My guess is it'll learn. Yeah, so like you're saying, you're telling G to turn on your lights. It's going to learn that part of the voice model and that will also be stored on the local assistant. So it'll happen. Yeah. So faster. I imagine like it, it should be smart enough to figure out like the stuff you normally ask for. Hey, download those pieces of the voice model right. and use that here. It's not like this stagnant thing. Something I didn't think about. I was talking with somebody at the office this morning too, is that this could potentially make the whole continued conversation work a little bit better because oh, it way needs better. some work. It does way better, but this should help with that because if it's yeah. locally storing and you're, and you're asking to do multiple things should be, I I mean, we're yeah. talking, what they say, the the original article when they talked about this tech, when they announced it with the Pixel 4, said up to 10 times faster than the... Mm-hmm. Oh, believe it. Yeah. The, the assistant's already fast, so that's fast. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just another one of those things that they've announced that it's new tech. It's just hard to test it. It's hard to really be like, hey, watch this. Right? I'm sure there's some scenarios you could be like, okay, this, this would work, and maybe this would make this clear to someone else, but... It's we'll one of those do, things we'll that we're just side gonna by to, side. We're gonna have to live with it just a little bit. Yeah. Let's to kind of be like, oh man, side. the other day I did this, 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 <laughs> right. and that was awesome. And but off the top of my head, I was trying to think of some stuff to ask the Pixel Four just to take advantage of this local assistant. And I just was like, um, hmm, what do I want? I don't know what else yeah. to say. Because <laughs> yeah. I most of us aren't used to using the assistant in that sort of way yeah, yeah that frequently and so it's almost like retraining ourselves too to, yeah. to kind of take advantage of this thing and so it's, it's again it's going to take a little bit of time of living with it for a little bit and realizing like oh man i didn't realize it could do that that's pretty cool so mm-hmm. google needs to definitely put out probably some things to be like hey here's try some things this. you can do yeah. try doing uh-huh. this and yep. see yeah so that you kind of can start to relearn what you can ask and what sure you can. so there's sure. your hot take so there we go. Yeah, forty. <laughs> he, sorry, sorry. He did all of that without mentioning the price. It is forty nine dollars. <laughs> Hot take. Um, forty nine bucks and yeah, so same price as the original. They added the sky color, right? Yeah, sky blue. Yeah. yeah. So same kind of other colors. You have you have. Uh, well, I guess it's the not not pink. Gosh, I don't know the names of these darn um, things. No, no, no. The they you have the three pink. original colors. You have chalk, charcoal. It's coral. Coral. Then they mm-hmm. added. The sky. sky. Sky blue. The blue. Or they just called sky. It's just called sky, but it's blue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's coral there, but on the yeah. chrome. So yeah, coral it's was darker. It's a little that's darker. A, that's a pic, uh, color from the Pixel 2. That's right. Era, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so moving on. Uh, moving on to the uh, Nest Wi Fi. Um, this is this is an interesting product because it uh, it's now basically saying, hey, look, if you've got Nest uh Wi-Fi, and you've got some of the, uh, what are they calling them, points? Points, yeah. Yes. Which is if, that, you, if there was one thing that wasn't leaked about this event, it yeah. was the name and the design the of, of these. Because yeah. they, yeah. they right, look very different. You know, up until now, we just knew that they were doing a beacon-style system like... Uh, 
can never make that. Eero, Eero, Eero does. Eero, so we were everybody was just calling them beacons, yeah. but it is they are called points. And yeah, those points cool. and those points are smart speakers now. Yeah, and they have yeah. a cool and little and LED really around the too. bottom that looks dope, and they sound super good. Yeah, so it's, I mean the the tech has been updated too. Like they've added some what it, it's when faster, a little bit faster. It uh, has better a, throughput, like uh, two better point range. something gig throughput or something crazy yeah like, over two gigs uh transfer speeds what'd you say third what was the square footage 3200 square feet for one wi-fi and a point which right. is a thousand more square feet than the current two right. device setup but they did they did make it a point to multiple times say that these are reverse compatible with the google wi-fi mm-hmm. so you won't have to scrap those if you have them but these are way more powerful 25 percent uh more reach and faster speeds and all that but the little the little speaker grill on the bottom of the points is just so cool because they kept they never really said they're exactly the same as the nest home mini but they said very very similar yeah i would say it's probably the same yeah we were in the demo so they had some minis on the wall and they played some music and then they transferred that music to some devices on the other side of the room which included a nest hub max and some of the points Mm -hmm. And I think the points might sound better, and it may be because of those speaker grills, because right around the bottom, there's a downward firing speaking grill, so it gives it more room for the sound to come out. It doesn't have that cloth mm. on it like the yeah. Mini does, but that LED light that lights up when you talk to it is so cool. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice touch. Yeah, they're good-looking nice devices. And I, I do think like the the some of the points they had in this like, kind of wooden boxy thing, um, and wooden boxes just in general enhance bass. Um, so I think there's... There's something to be said of possibly just where it was set yeah. was creating some better be. acoustics because yeah. those other ones were slapped on a wall. Yeah. So yeah. they had no help, and this thing had a nice little yeah. wooden box around it. So I'd be interested to kind of mess with one of the minis. I might bring one yeah. in and, and, like, set it in some different places. But, like like I said, when I hooked it up and put it in our room and started playing, I was instantly very satisfied right. with the sound of it. Yeah, It's not going to take on – like, I've got a Bose SoundLink Mini I normally keep in, in the room – it, no, it's not doing that. It doesn't sound like that thing. But um, it's more than passable to the point where I don't. I don't know that if we're folding clothes or doing whatever, you know, sure. in the bedroom, that I'm not going to just use it instead. Instead of worrying about hooking up Bluetooth and doing whatever, right? You know, it's just like this is good enough. This thing sounds full enough now. And that's the thing, especially when you're considering th- this amount of improvement, because they they said two times the base, and then they said forty percent more. It definitely has a better base. I mean, the mini doesn't have a base response. That was my concern when they were like two yeah. X base. I'm like two times zero, well, two times zero. zero. <laughs> exactly. like, but no, it, it literally had, had yeah. no base response. It has like, base, but the the overall sound quality is way better. And you get the local assistant, and it's got the hook on the back, so you have and the top touch works. The I'm top sorry, touch like works. Yeah, that was so, I wrote an article about that. Like they pooched that. That was yeah. that was a mess. The yeah. fact that you couldn't just touch the top and stop that. Yeah, thing. and like, Artem's the one that, that discovered it. Poor, um, poor. Google, <laughs> sorry, sorry about your luck. But yeah, anyway. I mean that was a that was a screw up. And but all just of lived that, with it. and still forty nine dollars. Yeah, which means you'll probably be able to get a free one at Black Friday. Oh, or the, you, know, you know, for the next two years, this is going to be the giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, because I, I mean, and we'll just call it what it is. Google's training their voice model. So yeah. I mean, oh, it, more know. data for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. so the um, so the Wi Fi, uh, the the points, they don't have any sort of touch on them, do they? No. So that is, so that is one difference. You know, if you yeah. do, if you're like, oh man, I have this Wi-Fi in my room and maybe I can just put the, the point there and get Wi-Fi and, and, right. the, and you know, you got to take that into consideration because yeah, it's not going to have any sort of touch Their whole face. point was, hey, you know, 
you're likely your main Wi-Fi router, you have little control over where you can put it. it right. Because it's, you're bound to where you're bringing your Wi-Fi right. into. Right, my the, router's your, behind my television. Yeah, so, so like, eh, you're, you're kind of stuck with it. But these points, you can kind of choose where you want to put it. And if you're going to do that and you're going to have some flexibility, why not? If if you can replace one of this, the home speakers that was there, like, yeah, sure. go for it. Why would you need a point and to put a Google Home right Mini next to it, or yeah. Nest Mini next to it? So yeah. I think that's more of the point, sure. less, less than, you know, ooh, I'm going to buy this instead of right. a Google Home or a Nest Home Mini. Like, yeah. they're three times the price if you buy it. In, yeah. I don't even know. Can Just you buy the, the point? The point's time? 149 The router's yeah. 169 I mean, you can buy three so. Nest Home Minis. Exactly. So, yeah. And I would, if that's all you're looking for out of it, that's what I would recommend. Like, our home, one Google Wi-Fi is enough. So, the new Google or the new Nest Wi-Fi would be more than enough because it's got more range than the so original. Like, right. A and lot funny, of people don't really even need them, but it's uh, it's handled in the uh, the Google Home app now. Yeah, yeah, they've kind of consolidated a lot of this. I wish um, they'd move the Google Wi-Fi into that too, so that people just start getting trained to do that. Like, I still have to control mine with the Google Wi-Fi app. Like, they need to just bring all of it yeah, into the everything Home app. Everything Nest, I'm sure and they will. Assistant, I mean, it should all really just go into the Home yeah. app at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, and maybe are they, they will. Have to, are they going to have to rename it the Nest app now? That's we talked huh, about that too. Huh, like, huh, they killed huh, the Nest app. They can't do huh, that. <laughs> huh? Yeah, no, it's no. weird. It's it might. Weird. Who knows? So um, they they've added some new colors of the Wi-Fi as well. Shape has changed. I th- I, I mean the old one looked fine, but like these new ones definitely look more modern. Yeah, the um, the old one looked a little um, futuristic. Yeah. With its kind of the hard gl- top and the, edge and the glowing yeah. LED right I mean, through I, the I middle. I still think it looks fine. Yeah. This one looks even more like homey. Yeah, right. It, like it, it, it could falls just fit in very dead center of what Google's done it, with their design it, language. It almost yes. looks like yeah. it almost looks like a, like a little. I think about some of these kind of like home goods places, like oh, yeah. all like the ceramic stuff that people yep. are using. Like it almost it has those rounded edges and it, yep. the colors they went with. I don't know the colors. It's the pink and white and blue, <laughs> whatever. Sure. This one's not. It's mist, mist, whatever. It's not yeah. sky. Yeah, it's mist. mist. Yeah, there we go. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and so you can get different colors to match kind of your your uh, decor in your house. Right. Um. So yeah. So I think that's it. Did we miss it? Oh uh, gosh, I've got one other. Got one other thing. I don't want to bring it up, but I'm. I got to. Just do I it. got to. Do it. Nest Mini does not have an auxiliary oh, port. No. Yeah, that womp. would hurt. Womp womp. I was yeah. waiting, man. I was because all the leaks, like it didn't look like it. And you and I had that conversation. We're like, man, well, maybe they can put it on the side, and you can't see it in the renders and blah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <It ain't> there. <laughs> And so there. you know, if you've got a if you've got a a dumb uh, smart uh, or <laughs> dumb smart, if you've got a dumb sound system in your in your house, uh, this ain't gonna fix this it. This ain't gonna fix it. You're just yeah. gonna have to you're gonna have yeah, to I get on like the they, black market and find you an audio. Yeah, they missed an opportunity audio. there. Uh, yeah. They really did because mm-hmm. you know we wrote some stuff about it, and the, all the leaks said that it was gonna have that, and the, the difference maker like it could become. The, just more the, versatile like yeah. it would be a more and, versatile oh product. you need you did you need or did you have need for something like a chromecast audio here's the replacement here's the clear way forward and they chose not to do it yep um i don't know why i i, I get it like there's it's just space it's always like tech we gotta, or, yeah you know we'll get but on the flip side though, i look at it like i do the sd card though i'm trying to think when was like, the last time i plugged an audio jack into something other than not my <laughs> right. phone. Uh, we've used, I mean, the Chrome, Chromecast uh, audio has been incredibly useful for uh, the marketing firm yeah, that we used to work true. for. That's true. You, we, I use those all the time for events to, to have 
you know, multiple room yep. audio yep. all playing off the same playlist. Boom. Chromecast audio was you perfect. Just create, you go get a Chrome. But I mean, you get yeah, a cast that was enabled like a, device and you create a group. You that was a, a yeah, yeah, that was a very small, yeah. uh, yeah. Use cases. <laughs> use narrow. case. Yeah. So, all right. Don't want to talk about that anymore. Moving on. Act like that never happened. <laughs> I'm just going to go, uh, write another article and be like, Hey, cool. It's not there. All right. Moving on. Um, so yeah, so that brings us to, uh, the new phone, the, the Pixel 4. Gabe has the small one in his hand at this very moment. So tell tell people about this a little bit. Gabe, you've got it there. What do, what do you think? I mean, this thing leaked left and right. We, we know, yeah, everyone basically I mean, knows what this I'm thing gonna is. I'm not going to say I don't love it. I do. I mean, I, I, I've rocked the OnePlus 7 for a while, and I said that when the next, when the 4 came out, I would get it. Now, I will say I have the 4 in my hand. It's too small. I will I will have the XL, but I, I mean I'm crazy impressed. I knew I knew the cameras were going to be better. Um, I feel like, and I'm sure Robbie will we'll probably talk about this for the next two weeks. I feel like Project Soli is kind of a gimmick at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google has the potential to make it great, or the potential to completely kill it. And this time next year, no one will be talking about it, and it won't even be on the next Pixel. Just depends. It's up to Google. Yep. So. I did read something that with the shrinking of, because remember they showed this in the keynote, like what Soli looked like when they first started four years ago, whatever. It's this big, huge thing. It's the size of a laptop. And they've shrunk that down to this little bitty chip that's in this phone. That in the process of doing that, like it's not as powerful or as able as what this huge thing was a couple of years ago. So there is a chance that it's not going to be capable of doing some of the things, fine, some of the fine motor fine stuff. Motor I, don't, stuff. I don't know. I don't know what those capabilities are that are lost in that translation, but I, I'm, I'm with Gabe. If they, if they'll invest in it and they'll, they'll continue to do stuff with it. Um, it could be awesome. It could be, it could be a game changing thing eventually. Yeah. Like, you know, if I can, if I can reach over and take my fingers together and turn it like a knob to turn my volume up and down, you know, somebody walks in the office and we're jamming or whatever. And oh, I'm just, hold on. Yeah. I mean, little stuff like that would be amazing. Um, but if it stays to a couple hand swipes and, oh, it noticed you whenever. The yeah. truth is, you know, the whole like, oh, it's it's ready for face unlock. Well, nine times out of ten for face unlock, I'm picking the phone up towards me anyway. So it's using the uh, accelerometer because yeah. we figured out it wasn't working because a setting that came over from Gabe's OnePlus 7T or 7 Pro had that turned off i think and so lift to wake wasn't on so solely or no solely it wasn't doing anything until he hit the power button so that tells me the accelerometer plays that part whenever you lift it up to go oh oh, oh, let's look for a face so it's not necessarily solely big yeah it's not changing a game there you know like it's just um i don't know it's right now it feels a little gimmicky Sure. Uh, um, to be completely I think it's just, honest, I, I really feel like it's going to take the stars aligning because you're going to not only have to have Google really move this thing. Developers are going to have to be on board to say, "Yeah, I want to leverage this for my apps," and other phone makers are going to have to be on board. And you're talking about phone makers who are already trying to do the biggest and the best and whatever, and now they're looking at another piece of tech that's new to the industry as far as public, you know, consumers are concerned are the Samsungs and the Huawei or whoever, are they going to be willing to say, hey, we'll roll the dice on this? I don't know. Yeah. I, if it's uh, just Google, just Pixel, even if Pixel does well this year for, for Google, it's nowhere near enough a market share to get everyone on board to start doing stuff with Project Soli. Unless Google can figure out a way to make an API that's so general 
that all of their gestures make certain commands that they, you can just pass on to any app. Because it's working in it's working in Spotify. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. So that's like a, a wave big, gesture is easy. A, so Soli says, "Hey, when you see a hand do this motion, then translate that into track forward." Well, the, you're talking about basic controls here. I mean, dumb TV remotes have track forward that works through HDMI, CEC stuff that can tell your Chromecast. Right. Tra- track forward is super basic. Like play, pause, track forward, track back. Those are so simple and so across the board generic that Google can take care of all the API stuff so that the app can just say, whenever you sense a track forward, just go track forward. And the, the OS is saying, hey, I just noticed something that says go track forward. So that's all on Google to do that. So any generic thing, so whether it's play, pause, volume up, volume down, like if they if they do a gesture, this way or right, yeah. or whatever that gesture is, it solely figures out that's what you're doing and then passes it to the OS, no need for the developers to do anything from an app standpoint. This is, again, this is something that the, the, the developers of software for the Pixel need to take care of for solely so that it can pass on volume up, volume down controls. That's, that's no different than clicking something on your, your earphones or something like so, this. So how much work would be involved for Google at the root of solely to create a trainable software platform to where... You know, they have this API that they give to developers and they say, hey, you can use this and you can allow the users to train the radar to do whatever they want. So, like, it maybe it depends on how, how maybe, specific it is. Yeah, maybe you want this to be paused for your device. I'm swiping up right now, but I want. I want this to be, you know, I want, right. I want like force push to be paused for my device. I mean, I, I don't know. That's yeah, just weird. And it's know. crazy because they said on stage when they were talking about Sully, radar is one of the oldest forms of mm-hmm. this kind of technology, yet it's still considered one of the most powerful as far as sensitivity and the, and the finer yeah. features of being able to detect movements. So. Yeah. And that's why it goes back to being on Google to create a sort of platform that solely can be used for multiple things that do generic actions. Like Google has to make it to where those things that I do translate on a software level to a generic function and let me do lots of generic functions. What about pinch zooming? What if I could just do this over top of my phone? Sure. As long as it solely is told whenever he does that, translate that into this motion, like the developer for the app does nothing. Like it, they don't change anything. Right. It's on Google to say, hey, when they do that, translate it into this thing that we're used to doing on our phones. I think that's where they have to start. Like the general UI stuff that we normally would touch a screen to do, click a button, say something. Like those things, they need to translate those motions. Then that's something I think they can do, and I think that could pick up and take off because it doesn't require everyone else to buy in. And right. that's that's where Google's usually the best. I mean. We've got alt uh, uh, stuff on images that Chrome is now leveraging machine learning to look at an image and figure out what's in there so that people with disabilities can browse on the internet and for yeah, all of us web developers that were bored yeah. that were that were too lazy to put our alt tags in you know that it doesn't matter because chrome's like ah, screw you you're lazy it doesn't matter i'll use machine learning to figure out what's in this image so that that person that can't see it can, can understand yeah. yeah see what's going on and so stuff like that where google's going you know what we're gonna kind of circumvent developers we're gonna circumvent people we're, that we're just that, gonna do it on our end right <laughs> everything that we can yeah. do in our power we're gonna do it so that it can be done that's what they need to do with solely like every possible simple straightforward ui thing that we normally do needs to have a solely event that can can replace it yeah and and i think that could that could make them you know people sit up and take notice a little bit with it 
And I think I think Soli's cool for the face unlock. And face unlock from you know our quick testing on this device, face unlock has been great. I mean, you basically you you reach down, pull it up, and it's unlocked. Yeah. Um, so I think you know I mean. It, well, we're just going to see. I think yeah, this is, I, I was this is like wa- one I of was the going to wait to say this, but since Joe brought it mm-hmm. up, it, it is really cool. Like I was telling Robbie earlier, I was kind of kind of used to it with my 6T because it had it. But if you know anything about the 6T, it just used the camera, and it was not secure. But it worked really well. I mean, it was mm-hmm. super fast, whatever. And I, I don't have people trying to break into my phone, so I'm not that interesting of a person. So, uh, but this is supposed to be way more secure. But I was just reading an article while we were on break earlier today and then i looked in the app or in the setting and it actually says it in the setting menu too that this will work with your eyes closed because like with apple's oh, face, interesting apple's face on apple's face on like they have a setting where you can set it to where user must be alert and apparently google oh, was supposed right, yeah. to do that oh. but now they've retracted and said no that will not release with the phone so I'm not Whoa. knocking the security or oh, whatever, but here's the deal: if you're if you are doing things that your girlfriend does not know about and you don't want her to know, don't <laughs> fall asleep and leave your phone sitting out because she can hold it up to your face. There's a video in this article, and I can't I, I can't remember what site it was on, but a, a guy on Twitter closed his eyes and held his Pixel Four up, interesting, and it unlocked. So oh, that's but weird. you go to the settings, and it says. It's really weird because it says that Google says that their face unlock and Apple's are the, considered the two secure ones in the industry. But then in the face unlock setting in the menu, it says it will work with your eyes closed. And it also says if someone looks a lot like you, perhaps a sibling, they might be able to unlock your phone too. Oh, wow. And so I'm just like, this I mean, I get they're trying to cover their butts, but I'm like... Is that really the industry leader in security if I can unlock it with my brother's face? Me and my yeah. brother will have to I test this know. out. We're, we're uh, eight so we years all apart, three but we look very similar. Similar, similar siblings. Yeah. So we should, yeah. Yeah. Probably so there's, me there's more some, than you There's all. some more testing here, obviously. and like We need to spend some more time with this device before we form any hard opinions on it. Um, yeah, but just first blush, I mean, being able to grab it and lift it up, and it's unlocked. I mean, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's it working. It's really cool. It's um, working well. And the other thing I would say on the eyes closed thing, like I get it. I get people want to kind of have that peace of mind. But ultimately, if I were like dead asleep where someone can get a phone in front of my face and use it to unlock, they could probably just take my finger and put it on the fingerprint scanner too. So, like, I good point. There, there are security <laughs> flaws that are inherent to our humanity sure. that we can't ever circumvent. So there's there's a point where but all of it breaks but the, down. But the convenience of face unlock for me is is uh, far outweighs that right kind of slight maybe right because ultimately uh, it's, it, flaw it, it literally comes down to like somebody's taking advantage of you. Like if yeah. you've let someone close enough to be around you while you're sleeping, you're probably vulnerable to them in multiple ways. Yeah, so that's, that's where that's not going to be the only way they're getting. They right. could also like, that, that's where hacking you. goes from being a digital <laughs> thing to yeah. Exactly. I mean, seriously, like hacking isn't just a digital thing. Like sure. people get hacked in in social ways too. There's social hacking. So so yeah, I mean, all of that to say. Those those are the 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 radar and how it's being used uh, is kind of one of the flashy new features here, but outside of that, I mean everything else leaked. But but it just it's almost kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Pixelbook Go. It just feels great. It looks great. It performs well. 
it's just going to be a great phone for a lot of people. It, it is. The right. price is still, you know, I mean, it's still flagship price. Yeah. I don't know what the even prices are. What are they? Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine to start for the yeah. four, and then just kind of goes. So, up I mean, from that's there. an expensive piece of tech. I mean, yep. but that's what you're paying these days for flagship phones. I yeah, mean, that's, and that's just why what you people pay. are being a little hard on it for a couple things, like for it not having the telephoto or the the wide angle lens, you know, that that Apple put on theirs, and that. I think OnePlus has on multiple of their phones at this point, and I get it. I mean, moment. I get the flack. Just get a moment. Yeah, I am. But, I mean, you can say what you want about all this stuff, but they have yeah. a big black block on the back. Why like, not you Why not put a wide-angle lens on there? You could have fitted it like, there. Yeah, but, weird. I mean, they spend a good portion of the, of the time talking about how much they continue to push forward with the software, and they've got a lot yeah, of that's cool. cool new stuff, but... I mean, yeah. another lens isn't going to hurt you. No, it's not. <laughs> so, That's yeah. true. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, what what else is new on this? Uh, oh, uh, what are they calling it? I don't know if they branded it anything. The 90 hertz display. Does it have a brand? Is that, Are they yeah. calling it anything? Uh, smooth motion. Smooth motion. Smooth motion display. I think it's okay. branding it. So, um in, in in some testing, I can I can tell I can tell a big difference and I think that's going to be um a reason for a lot of people to upgrade if you're into that sort of smooth um refresh rate on the phone um i am i yeah i mean <laughs> it's 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 yeah you've you've had it for a while with your one plus so you've been uh, i'm ready for 120 that's right <laughs> so we're ready to move up I'm ready to move up so um anything else with this phone i mean it's uh it's a great phone it's uh it's pretty straightforward i mean yeah, it's just i mean the, some of the cool things like if you really are into the photography they they added a slider to the uh manual yes. so you have the manual exposure slider but now you have the i don't know what they actually call it but it, it creates silhouette on your subject and it's pretty neat the the effect that they showed in the in the keynote was was pretty cool so yeah yeah and i think uh, i think the uh, big game changer for a lot of people is going to be the dual slider thing yeah uh, being able to but the live the being able to see it live oh yeah yeah, that, yeah. That, that live, HDR. live hdr live preview yeah because cool. so the slider things are neat but they're only neat if you're getting a live roughly live view so they're using some machine learning tricks to make sure that what you're looking through the viewfinder is pretty close. close to what you're going to get i've gotten right? in the habit in general looking at a shot and just being like this doesn't look great but i'm gonna touch this thing and i'm gonna hit the button and see that if the pixel just gonna fix it for me i say that right. all the time i say pixel fix it <laughs> pixel, pixel fix it pixel, here just pixels move. Pixel fix, fix it. it thank you um and so now i have to be able to see that live and be able to adjust those shadows and the exposure a little bit i think it's it's giving semi-pro controls to people and it, it does it in this way that's super convenient like you can just see both sliders and you can just mess with them real quick and take the picture and 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 a lot of times still get a super high quality but skewed in the way that you wanted it to be like if you i mean i really wanted those things to be silhouettes well google thinks well you want the whole thing lit so we're going to try to you know adjust everything to make it work and we're like no now i can do these sliders and take the picture and get those silhouettes and still get all the contrast and richness of hdr plus but you know skewed kind of the way i was looking for the shot yeah. which is pretty awesome yeah, I mean, um, I yeah, I as a photographer, videographer, whatever, uh, having those two kind of built in there is going to be cool. Um, so what else? Anything else with this phone we want to talk about? I mean, it looks great. It feels great. The yeah. black version isn't matte for yeah, some reason. Black one is glossy, so they're going after MKBHD. <sighs> what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> what did he say? I feel personally, I feel personally attacked. attacked. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna get the black one. Uh, and it's gonna be in a case, so I don't really care. But um, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, don't know. But it is what it is. Um, no more fingerprint, obviously, because you now have face unlock. Um, 
it's just a nice phone. A- again, like I said, it's it's kind of like that Pixel or the uh, the Pixelbook Go we were talking about. It's just a good quality phone for a lot of people. Like it's going to be a, mm-hmm. a lot of people will be able to buy this and use it and enjoy it. So, um, so yeah, there you have it. That man, that was the Google event, and it only took us an hour and forty minutes to talk about it. Yeah, there was a lot. It's so much stuff. There's a lot of tech, man. It, they announced yeah. a lot of products. This was a uh, controller. We got it. We got to mention. I did get to touch it until somebody smacked my hand. They were like, "I was like, those are demos." They did the same thing last year. They have like, so they have tables set up with like the Pixel Book and then like phones on stuff, and those are clearly where people are demonstrating everything. But then all around these rooms that we're in, they have these walls and shelves and all this really cool looking stuff where it's supposed to look all decor-y and all that. And they have these things sitting there, and you expect you not to touch them. There's a Stadia controller sitting on the shelf by Pixel Buds. I tried to pick the Pixel Buds up, and they were glued to the block (laughs) they were sitting on. And the the Glock Glock was chained to the shelf (laughs) with, like, a cable. So I picked up the controller, which was also glued to the block it was sitting on. But I picked it up, and the guy behind me was like, "Um, you're not supposed to touch those. I was like... Sorry, yeah, I'm not supposed to do you a lot of things. You should probably behind glass. I don't yeah. know. I'm not uh, supposed to drink as much coffee feels, as I do. I wasn't supposed feel, to eat as much pizza as I did last night, right. but shout I did. Out, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Chow Bella and, and, mm-hmm. and Chelsea. Um, yeah, controller feels nice. and uh, It does. And it, I didn't realize like it didn't have any screws like protruding it's anywhere. super, super cohesive. Like yeah. it just... They've done a lot of work on the design of it. And so after seeing all that, it makes sense if everybody that's touched it at a, at a gaming event has talked about how nice the controller is. Like maybe the nicest controller I've ever used. I really love it. And I was like, wow, I'm surprised Google got that. But after you look at how much they, work they put they, into they getting put the controller in, right. They put a lot of engineering into that yeah, thing. Might, they might win me back over to controllers. Like I've just been one of those people that's... Just don't love playing games with controllers. Like certain yeah. games, like little action games are fun, but like first person shooters and stuff, I just never have been as good as I am with a keyboard and mouse. And sure. So they might they might be winning me back over with this nice little controller. So we'll yeah. see. So um so yeah, there you have it folks. That's the Google event. If you uh want any more information about these these uh product announcements, head over to chromeunbox.com. We've got some hands on videos uh with Basically everything except for the Stadia controller, uh, which they didn't have an actual like demo of. No, um, I was kind of bummed about that. Yeah, I was hoping they have a setup. They just have like yeah. a, a room set up. We could that. we could have just talked about it, and then they would have been like, "Don't touch it." No, okay, sorry, we're trying to do a hands-on video. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so go and check out our videos. Um, uh, yeah, we uh, we ate we ate a lot of pizza at Chow Bella. Shout out to those folks in Ninth uh, Street Espresso. That yep. place is amazing. If you find yourself Absolutely. in New York, go check them out. Uh, seven grams coffee was also cool. Uh, yeah, if folks have made it this far in the podcast and you're interested in coffee and, and pizza, that's a that's our other expertise. Uh, Chromebooks, coffee, and pizza. That's about it. So, uh, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I know this was a long one, but we had a lot to talk about. So, uh, until next week, we'll see you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.